0: Oh. Springfield's talk 104 One. hey everybody good Friday morning uh, Friday Road show here at Scramblers sponsored by affordable towing and we're doing our very first ever first responders breakfast that thanks to our good friends at pyramid roofing and barkers frame and collision and scramblers uh doing free breakfast if you are a first responder you have until nine o'clock to get out here this morning it's a pretty simple deal we're set up doing the show uh You'll see us at a table. I'm the one talking into the microphone. Sarah is also sometimes doing that when she's not. She's either um, working away on her laptop or she's on eBay, yep, trying to sell the silverware she steals from scramblers. Uh, But uh, on the table we have these little certificates that – say um KSGF first responders breakfast and then uh Pyramid Roofing Company Barker's Frame and Collision uh they are not on here but want to make sure to thank them they're not on here because these got made up before they they signed on uh, yesterday uh to to be part of this they heard about it and said hey we want to be part of that as well so a huge thank you to them it's uh, we just love it we love the community you know and it's it's somewhat ironic that in an era where it is so easy to connect with people We actually are more disconnected oftentimes, and it's because we don't have as much of the actual human-to-human contact as we once did once upon a time because, you know, they actually say that social media has led to a diminished participation in class reunions because while there are some people that still want to get together and see it as an event, once upon a time, that was the only way you knew what was even going on with people that you graduated with, uh, unless you kept up with them on a daily basis, or you continued to work in the same town that you grew up in. Um, and, and you know, you had no idea what people looked like. You went, I wonder what they look like after ten years or twenty years, and uh, are they married? Do they have kids? Well, you know all of that information for the most part. At least it's accessible, and so one of the the draws of an event like a class reunion for a lot of people isn't as much of a draw because I know what everybody's doing Um, and again it's kind of it is ironic because you you think about how quote uh, closely uh, related or associated people are able to now be but in doing so they're less likely to actually have that person to person contact and point being it's one of the things that I love about doing these sorts of events is it gets people physically together, and it's just uh, it's a great thing to me. It's just as if not more important actually for even mental emotional health than the the free breakfast itself. So if you are a first responder, we'd love to have you out here this morning till nine o'clock at Scramblers on Republican National and get yourself that free breakfast. Uh, we have slated Darren Chapel. Today, of course, Tom Martz. We are also going to talk with uh, a gal whose parents are um, stuck, Americans, stuck in Israel. And at least as of last night, uh, the information, the conversation I was having back and forth that I received from her, that uh, as of last night, the information that we are being told regarding. The State Department and the administration's efforts to get Americans out is not in line with what Americans are being told by our government in Israel. And we'll talk with her about that and and the latest and just, uh, you know, what it has been like to be there on the ground as all of this is playing out as we continue. I think the number of Americans that have been killed is is 25, and, you know, um, I think that We have in our minds this sense when anytime you hear about something like this going on overseas and you hear about Americans being killed, we think of them almost as, you know, well, wrong place, wrong time as, uh, you know, got caught up in some sort of war. They weren't the target, um, you know, hence wrong place, wrong time. And I, I think that this is different. This isn't about... Uh, Well, almost a collateral damage of Americans who accidentally caught up in something that wasn't intended for them. Um, While maybe not specifically targeting Americans, they were innocent human beings. And, you know, they were targeted as innocent human beings. Uh, This is like we have talked about. It's, It's pure evil. The gates of hell have opened. These are the sorts of scenarios that you see portrayed in you know, in, in some sort of film, like a Lord of the Rings style film, where you have the the good guys, the defenders that come upon this evil that they're shocked by. They, they can't believe uh, the the dark and depraved nature of the enemy that is just beyond the pale. And that's what we are are being witness to. Um, I know that most of you have... have just heard despite attempts by some to uh, diminish or dismiss what is occurring, including the things that are being done to babies. Uh, But more and more, we're learning that these things are true. In the meantime, you have (laughs) these clear warnings uh, everywhere. Today is a day they've called for a day of jihad all across the world, the day of jihad. You have in Washington, precautions being taken obviously in response to that but there may be additional information that they have we're not privy to that indicates that they there need to be additional securities placed put in measure but at the same time you have outlets like NBC news that are pretending as if these concerns are conservative conspiracy theories this instinct once again by people on the left to take something that you would not think would be partisan, in this case, security, and because they view conservatives noting, oh, okay, this is something that we're hearing, this is something that is being reported, this is something that's problematic, their instinct is to take the opposite position, like human trafficking, for example. Oh, that's just a QAnon conspiracy. And NBC News, they, they actually tweeted out that conservatives are claiming that there could be some sort of jihadist attack uh, 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 without any evidence whatsoever. They're going back to the without any evidence. Like, what world are you living in? We're going to have a look at the weather coming up here in just a moment. Right now, the latest news update. I'm Cutter 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. Changes could be coming to Lake Springfield if the money is available. Last night, the city met with the public to discuss that project. The presentation included options to move sediment into the lake to limit shallow areas, turning the old power station into an entertainment district and expanding other recreational opportunities. The project is estimated to cost around a billion dollars and may not be finished for over 10 years. A woman attacked by two dogs while walking on a trail north of Springfield is speaking with Color 10, hoping to find the owner responsible. The woman, who wants to remain anonymous, says she had several stitches and thousands in medical bills. She claims the dogs were not leashed when they attacked her near the Fulbright Spring Greenway Trailhead. The park board says they are investigating a dog attack but can't comment further. For Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast sponsored by Navant, Employee benefits that work from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Uh, Shower storms likely through midday, then sunshine with a high of 68. Clouds 48 tonight, tomorrow cloudy only 58, and Sunday partly sunny with a high of 56. A traffic update now, I'm Nick Reed. to talk about uh, an issue, if you will, that my instinct oftentimes is, I ah, just ignore it because it's more noise, but it's entered into a new arena given that we're in primary season, and that is Trump saying things that... In a context, if you're having an intellectual conversation, whether one agrees with it or not, can understand where he's coming from. That being said, the media and the Democrats always pile on him, taking it out of context. But now what happens is you have... Republicans doing the same because it's primary season, DeSantis' uh, campaign being a big one, the other campaigns as well. And this has to do with the speech that he that he w- was giving uh, regarding the situation in Israel, and they are all claiming that he is uh, complimenting Hamas because he says they're smart. Now, this is a, a comment and a criticism that has come in the past regarding other bad guys. In which I think Putin, he refer, you know, when it comes to uh, Putin and the invasion of Ukraine, I think he taught, you know, well, he's a smart guy, that sort of thing. And then they all jump over themselves. How dare you say smart? How dare you say smart? You, you know what? You're complimenting the, these horrible, awful people. Now, you and I know, of course, it doesn't matter what Trump says, they're going to jump on him. And I do believe that it is counterproductive to try and and get out there and defend every little thing that is taken out of context. It just uses up energy that's unnecessary. And I think most people recognize that they nitpick him over every little thing that he says, and they do take things out of context. That being said, I think that there are certain issues that occur out there that it would be extremely helpful. If Trump, even if he's right, arguably, would stay away from saying certain things. Now, the, the, the this issue in and of itself, <clears throat> the attacks on Trump when he references a, quote, enemy as smart or, oh, well, that was a genius move, whatever it is, as being complimentary is based on the premise that we have to assume and accept that our enemies do not know what they're doing and they're all a bunch of idiots. My assessment is that is an extremely naive position to take. You should never. I mean, you could argue that. Look at the way that, let's say for example, Obama dealt with ISIS. He downplayed their abilities. He suggested that, and now this was, of course, because he was running for re-election and part of the narrative of the Obama administration was supposed to be that he really licked this terrorism problem. Um, And so when the issue of ISIS came up and they began to become a real threat and a real presence in the world, he tried to dismiss them. Oh, they're just JV. Just because you put on a varsity jersey doesn't mean you're not JV, he said. Well, look where that approach got us. Pretending and treating our adversaries and enemies as if we don't need to really worry about them because they don't know what they're doing. They're a bunch of idiots. We're smarter than them. Joe Biden is smarter than them. Antony Blinken is smarter than them, whomever it is, whether it's the Chinese, whether it's Kim Jong-un, whether it's Putin. That's not a wise approach to take. We should never sit on our laurels and just assume that, well, they're not that smart anyway, so what do we have to worry about? It doesn't mean that every enemy is smart, but... I think an intellectually honest assessment is that there is, to some degree, with some of our adversaries, a level of intellect, a level of cunningness, a level of intelligence that exists, particularly if you're gonna put it up against Biden. I would also say to those who claim that the belief that our enemies are smart is somehow out of touch with reality if they're all as dumb as we're supposed to believe that they are what does that say about our current administration that continues to be caught flat-footed against these people it doesn't say much about our administration you would think I mean in reality it is to some degree a defense of them like well you know what we're dealing with they are pretty smart people so it's not gonna be that easy But instead, an administration that continues, whether it's dealing with Iran, whether it's dealing with North Korea, whether it's dealing with Russia, whether it's dealing with China, whether it's dealing with ISIS, the Taliban, any and all of these organizations dealing with uh, situations south of the border, the drug traffickers, that continue to get the upper hand time and time and time again. To portray them as a bunch of bumbling idiots that have absolutely no intellectual capacity whatsoever that really doesn't say much about us does it if they are still able to consistently get the upper hand on us now i'm not making an argument that hamas the leaders of hamas that they are or aren't smart people or putin is or isn't smart people but i hope that just the discussion demonstrates that the, the recognition that it's a possibility, that there is some level of, quote, smart with some of these individuals is not outside the realm of possibility, and it's not sympathizing with them either. I think that any intelligent leader recognizes that there is benefit in understanding and recognizing the strengths of your opposition. Ignoring and pretending the strengths of opposition is not a very good approach. All that being said, well, and okay, so there's that part. Now, the part with we understand that Democrats, we understand that the media, they are going to take opportunities like that in order to make it seem as if Trump recognizing what he believes are the strengths of the enemy is somehow sympathizing and siding with the enemy. That's We understand that's going to happen. That's one thing. But for Republicans to join that narrative— for the DeSantis campaign, and in fact, there, there's a piece the Federalist has. If you think Trump is pro-Hezbollah, you're too stupid for words. And they note that, you know, Trump is the guy who signed the Abraham Accords. He's the one who moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. He's the one who has Jewish grandkids. I mean, this is the guy who took out Suleimani when even a lot of establishment Republicans like, well, you can't do that without permission. You know, don't you understand? You're going to make the terrorists mad at us. And, of course in a unified form. That was the message from the left. But at the same, you know, then here you've got DeSantis's war room and other campaign staff accusing Trump of, you know, know, here's what they put out. They put out that clip of him saying that new Trump praises Hezbollah calling the Iran-backed terror group very smart hours after they attacked Israel. Disgusting. The reason that I have a problem with this is, one, it is using the tactics of the left, but two, it's not an honest portrayal of Trump's dealing with these people. Of all of the world leaders, of all of the world leaders, in my lifetime, Trump is the one that has done the most to eliminate the issue of terrorism in the Middle East. He is the one that has done the most to advance peace in the Middle East in a real meaningful way. So, you know, it's the, the, the problem outside of politics is that it diminishes the meaningful steps that have been taken forward to to get towards eliminating the problem of terrorism. So it really, unfortunately, it is bad for the world. It's to no one's benefit to do that other than selfish political purposes. All, now, all of that being said, while I not only appreciate and find value, perhaps even virtue, in Trump not allowing the media and the left to dictate what he says because of fears that they're going to take it out of context. I do think that there are certain instances in which it would probably be best to not give them that ammo. 95% of the time, who cares? But when you're talking about something that can have real-life implications, as I believe that this can that's the sort of thing that genuinely, I believe, could hurt Trump. And so to me, giving people ammunition over things this large, that could be the difference for a lot of people when it comes to whether they vote for you or don't vote for you because they are misled by it. And when we're talking about the serious nature of which direction we're going to go in this country, are we going to be talking about getting things back on the right track? Or are we going to talk about continuing the destruction of our economy, the destruction of our border, the destruction of our education system, the destruction of any attempts uh, uh, and, and successful meeting results in terms of peace, um, not to mention the Supreme Court, all of these things? That is all at stake here. And so, you know, and I guess it is just a. a uh, play it by ear scenario as to what it is that you do hold back on and don't hold back on. I, if I were to pick out of the thousands and thousands of things that Trump says that are going to be taken out of context in order to portray him as taking a position he doesn't take, and I, I were allowed, you know, like one in which you say, okay, well, don't say this, it would be something like this. I almost feel as if. Trump has a responsibility to not, even though I know what he means, even though he has absolutely legitimate reasons intellectually for saying those things, and even though he should not allow the left to dictate what he says because of that, if it could make the difference between the direction of the country, maybe it's a responsibility to not say those things. And I could be wrong. It's just my thought. Springfields Talk 1041, i I'm Nick Reed. Coming up, we're going to chat with our good friend Darren Chappell. It is a first responders breakfast. If you're a first responder, come out and get yourself free breakfast. That thanks to Barker Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing and, of course, Scramblers. Also, a look at the weather. Some rain, storms possible this morning, and then a very fall-like weekend ahead. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs. It's great. I've been taking my vehicles there uh, for quite some time, over, almost said over three decades, which wouldn't make sense, given my timeline. They've been around over three decades, but uh, a third of that, yeah, I've been taking my vehicles. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Um, so, I, I, and I used to be, kid you not, the sort of guy that I just always assumed I was getting ripped off. I remember once laughing at myself, I had moved somewhere new, this was years ago, and I realized I spent more time researching um, a mechanic than I did for a new doctor, and I thought, well, that's kind of messed up, but I just assumed I'm going to get ripped off wherever I go, and I realized once I started taking my vehicles to A1 Custom Car Care, I really didn't have to worry about that. Now, I'll I'll tell you this. They're not the absolute cheapest, but that's because they don't do the cheapest job with the cheapest parts. In fact, that's why they're able to do the three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on most work that they do, because they want to make sure that it's done right. And should something happen, pop up, that uh, needs attention, then you go to the front of the line. A1 Custom Car Care with all of your car care needs, the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Shower storms likely through midday, then sunshine 68, mostly cloudy 48 tonight, 58 tomorrow and Sunday, partly sunny with a high of 56. Hey, everyone, Darren Chapel.
1: Hey. How are you there? I'm doing really well.
0: Well, that's wonderful. That's yeah. good news. <laughs> That's very good news. You guys are
1: wound up this morning.
0: Yeah. Well, we got our first responders' breakfast. So that's exciting. That's our first one of those. First responders get free breakfast. Barker's Frame and Collision, Pyramid Roofing. Thank you to them for that and Scramblers. Uh, so it's just something different. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, cool. yeah, it gets me a little amped up. You bet. Well, that and the cocaine I did this morning. I don't do it. So there's that too. <laughs> But just a reasonable what, 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 amount. It was before I, six. I, I after like all.
1: how you were just talking about, you know, President Trump could stop and think about what he was saying, you know, before he actually said it.
0: <laughs> hey, the future of the planet is not in the balance, well, based off what I say. Probably so. not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had hesitated to. Even talk about it because, you know, I I am a firm believer that Republicans should not base what they say off of, am I going to be attacked for it? Because then they would not be allowed to say anything whatsoever. And it's one of the big draws for Trump is because Republican voters for the longest time were subject to supporting people who are always telling them, well, you just got to understand you're going to be called racist. And, well, you know, constantly apologizing. And Trump wasn't that way. But but that being said, I do think and, and you know, it was just a I don't know that one. I, I was like, I know what he's saying. I understand that. I think that there is an intellectual, you know, I think that you should recognize the strengths of your enemy. Now, Hamas being, quote, smart um, or a smart move, a smart plan of attack. I mean, the fact of the matter is, and everyone has, like, how do we not see this coming? This has been planned for, apparently, over a year now, they're talking about, and on this level, this coordinated to plan something like that, and to just dismiss out of hand that there may potentially be at least a degree of intelligence involved in that, I think is denying yourself the ability to truly recognize your enemy. Now, how smart they are, do they get lucky? I don't know. But to pretend as if simply recognizing the strengths of your enemy is complimenting them and coddling them, I I just don't agree with that. But that being said, at the same time, when it will successfully allow you to be painted as supporting the terrorists on something that is... As emotionally stark as it is right now, it's just like that. That I just that one. I, I just like nah, Just stay away from it. But that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know the thing is, is that anytime you're speaking, and I don't need to tell either of you this, but anytime you're speaking and the public routinely has access to what you're saying, mm-hmm. there there is a degree of responsibility that you have to make sure that you're understood. And that you speak in such a way that it's next to impossible to misunderstand. For communication purposes, if nothing else, but there are always enemies. And they will take what you say and twist it uh, and Mm -hmm. and try to make you say something you didn't say. And sometimes I think one of the things about President Trump that a lot of people appreciate, but also one of his... One of his difficulties, he has prior to becoming president, just been in charge. Sure, right. And if That's he true. if he true, if yeah. he misspoke, so what? What are you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah, you know. And and that part of his per- personality, character, his behaviors, has not translated well to the public sphere.
0: Well, and he got elected, sure. the first time around. So how I I always whenever people would say. Don't doesn't he have people that tell him don't say this don't say that? And I'm thinking if, I mean my thought would be if I'm him, well it worked. What are you telling me not to do? What you know worked? Whether it did, whether that was the reason why or not. And so I I just under doesn't mean that he's necessarily right, but I understand um, you know that mindset. And and the thing about the, like I said, I don't believe that any Republican should allow themselves to be dictated. Or what they say dictated by the left, uh, you know, accusing them of this or that. But if Trump were president right now, even, okay, that's a different situation. But the, the timing of it, this is the way I look at it. Depending on who wins this next election could be the, the a vast difference as to not only what happens in this country but in the world. There is a lot in the balance. And so saying something like that in a context that could be the difference between whether people vote for you or not it's not just about him you know what i mean it's like there are are much 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 bigger implications right now because i really do genuinely worry about what happens if at this point are we too far gone are we definitely going to be too far gone and when there's that much in the balance uh, and that could be the sort of thing that, to me, it's almost a responsibility. Like, yeah, just you no. Know. But here, but I will say this, and shame on some of these campaigns of Republicans that are doing the same thing the left does. To that is not helpful at all. Um, there's plenty to attack Trump on, without question. Sure. But to try, especially when you have to recognize he's probably going to get the nomination, to try and label him. As sympathetic to the terrorist when he has, in my opinion, done more in a meaningful way to diminish terrorism and afford peace than any other president we've ever had or leader in the world. I, I just think that's wrong. And here I've talked for five minutes straight and the whole purpose of having you on is to hear what you have to say. So I apologize to the listeners.
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't disagree. Um, and, and I think that that's the nature of campaigning. I mean, we we have it here at home too. It's just not international right. mm-hmm. issues. Um, I I stop. I stop and con- like I just did. I stop and consider <laughs> what I'm what I'm about to say to make sure that I'm saying it the most precise way I possibly can. I I believe in in um, uh, word economy. You know, I don't. I don't just run off the mouth if I can at all help it. I want to make sure that what I'm saying, I'm, well, my dad, you know, mean what you say, say what mm-hmm. you mean. And uh, so that's that's just how I try to speak anyway. And sometimes, not just President Trump, a lot of people, especially a lot of politicians, they're speaking in a way that they think will also get them the biggest jazz right. out of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not always helpful in times of crisis.
0: No, and there are unforced errors. I think also, and I I, ultimately will it matter in the end? It it may not. But some of the almost off the cuff, which a lot of things Trump says, it's you know he just stream of consciousness and talking about almost pointing the finger at Netanyahu, and especially right now. And and given that your base of supporters that are huge supporters, that that like Netanyahu, um, not that there isn't a time to, once things are set, to look back and go, okay, what mistakes were made. You know, I once upon a time had a a, a manager who had this rule when it came to air-checking air talent, which is, you know, sort of an air check for an air talent is when you record uh, your what you do on air and then you sit there with somebody that is a coach or whatever and they listen to it you go listen to it together and they coach you well here you could do this differently and that differently and he had a rule that no matter what they said on air, even if it was something you know just like oh my gosh that was a train wreck you didn't go in during their shift and tell them you mm-hmm. wait until they were done because it didn't benefit at all sure it wasn't going to make them better and all it might do is derail them. And so, you know, to at this time criticize Netanyahu, regardless of who it is, I, I just don't think that there's really any upside to anybody for that.
1: No. And and I've done it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, sure. So We're when, human. When I when I took over Bolivar, and, you know, of course it was falling apart financially, 100 days in, the newspaper came in and said, Okay, how was your first 100 days? And I said, uh, when I got here, they told me it was chicken pox. I was pretty sure it was smallpox. <laughs> Turns out it was leprosy. Well, big seventy-two point print headlines. It's leprosy, you know. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> they were doing their job, <laughs> you know. And so, I mean, I get it.
0: Yeah. yeah. But
1: but you know, you, you have to try. But you know, this uh, this situation. There's so much this that is taken uh, from the left. That is a legitimate target. I don't. I don't think we need to put targets on yeah, us. Right. So, so you know, they've been talking about well, Israel's made Palestine. Uh, the Palestinians live in an yeah. o- open air prison. Right. Well, to the degree that that's true, I mean, it's not. They've rejected a two right. state solution for yes. seventy years. But to the degree that it is true, uh, that's only the case because no other Arab country will take it. Right. Yeah. So it's a, Israel has an open air prison with with essentially one wall, and the other three walls are available, but those other Arab countries right are not willing to. Yeah, they,
0: yeah. This problem could be taken care of real quickly. I mean, Egypt built a
1: will that I'm jealous of, Built a wall that yep. I'm jealous yep. of. I know. I mean, crying out right. loud, that thing's 20 foot tall concrete, mm-hmm. and it goes down into the ground. You can't tunnel under it. And it works. Yeah, and they patrol it with their military. More at
0: Darren Chapel coming up live from Scramblers. It is our first responders breakfast, uh, Barker's Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing, along with Scramblers buying first responders breakfast until 9 this morning. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First responders breakfast this morning at Scramblers. First responders free breakfast till 9 a.m. Darren Chapel with us and, uh, Seems as if Republican leadership in Arkansas trying to recruit you. Legislation that <laughs> that uh, that you propose, a leadership Republican leadership uh, wouldn't let move forward in Missouri, but evidently down in Arkansas, they're like, "We like that Darren Chapel. We like what he's got going on. We'll get that going on here." So, what? What tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So I I introduced a bill. Uh, I introduced several bills, but this. This bill in particular made it the furthest through the process, and I, I got through my hearings and the rules committee and everything, but we just, we ran out of time. Now, we ran out of time because I got jerked around along the right, way. Right, right. Uh, they ran out the clock on you. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, because this bill, um, it changes the way we do property, t- real property taxes. And there are individuals that don't like it. Uh, at all. And the reason they don't is because it, it stops this system that we have where every two years, somebody arbitrarily says, by the way, your property is more yeah. valuable now without, you know,
0: and nothing we can do about it. Yeah. yeah Everyone's yeah. hands are clean. Yeah.
1: And, and it would, it would require them to, if they needed more money, then it would require them to come back to the voters and make their case, which is transparent and, and everything. so anyway, uh, ran out of time it's going to be reintroduced uh, this year this coming year but anyway i was at a legislative conference down in uh, uh, rogers arkansas and uh... there were people there from georgia and louisiana and kansas and arkansas and of course missouri and uh... we were talking about taxation and budgeting and i mentioned this bill a senator from arkansas really liked it took it to their version of our legal review and they've Arkansasized it, and it's being introduced now into the uh, Arkansas Senate.
0: It must be nice for the people of Arkansas.
1: Yeah. Well, if we can't get it done this side of right. the border, maybe they can do it down there. But
0: so, how did it? Is it, if it's easy to nutshell it? Change. What does it do?
1: Well, essentially, it's this: if you buy a home, let's say for three hundred thousand dollars, that is the value of the home. And we know that because that's the point at which the property changed hands between owners. So there's no question that is the fair market value. And that's the assessment value. And that will not change for the entire time that you own the property. And when you sell the property, whatever price point that is, that's the assessed value. And uh, so school districts don't like it because they don't get the increase every two years. But... On average, people live in homes now between four and six years. So it only delays the increase. And it it puts the burden of taxation where it belongs, which is, this is my property. If you want to tax my property, I guess, you know, state state constitution allows for that. But you have to come to me and say... This we need your approval to increase the funding for our local government.
0: There, there's nothing more frustrating for the citizen yet more convenient for the government to be able to increase your taxes while not increasing your taxes. Yeah, yeah, and because that's what they said people are like, what well, my taxes here's the, oh by the way, your taxes have gone up. why'd you increase? Oh no, we didn't do it right. Your rate's still the same, but the amount of money that comes out of my pocket is more. Absolutely, that's what matters. The other
1: aspect of it is is that we only really notice when it's on our homes uh, for real property taxes, but real property taxes are uh, they're ubiquitous. I mean they're they're everywhere. Right. Uh, you buy a cup of coffee, you're helping to pay scrambler's property taxes. Oh sure, yeah. right. Or a gallon of fuel, or whatever else. Well, this would impact all. Real property taxes, not just not just per, not just individuals, nice. corporations. Right. So that that does not allow this insidious creep of taxation that nobody notices.
0: It's the sort of uh, approach that if it were taken by some private entity, a private business, uh, they would be shut down, and people would probably go to prison.
1: Yeah, and and. One one last thing that it that it does, and then I'm going to tell you why they why the Democrats told me they didn't want to support it. Um, so gentrification, you know, you've got somebody who's relatively poor owns property in a city. They bought it years and years and years ago, maybe when they came home from Korea, right? And their house has increased in its valuation, but if a big corporation comes in and buys the rest of the neighborhood, fix up all the rest of the houses, your house now is worth more simply because of its proximity to these new built businesses. Um, and people lose their homes because they can't pay that level right. of taxation. So that's called gentrification. This eliminates right. gentrification. Right. It's based on what you paid for it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the next door neighbor does with theirs. And, uh, so, so there is no more gentrification right. from that perspective. Uh, so anyway, I had a Democrat come up to me and, and, and she said, and I quote, I see where it helps the elderly and veterans and poor people, but it also helps the rich, and we just can't have that. Jeez. You know? what
0: What a... Vile perspective. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Vile
0: perspective. Absolutely. It, you know, it's a, you, it's funny because some of the same people who will complain about the, or the concept that there really isn't anything, of, you know, like an American dream, then trash all over people who achieve it.
1: Yeah, they compared it to uh, the California version, and it is true. California has done something similar, and it is also true that California has suffered. A great deal because of that but the other part of the puzzle is california also capped the tax rate at one percent well if you cap the tax rate and the assessment rate then yeah right you've which i'm fine with cut right. it all yeah. let's do it to zero i'm fine yeah. but you can't you can't use half the paradigm that they right. adopted to criticize right. what i'm talking about so it's just it's just you know i believe i believe. That government needs to be as transparent uh, as possible, and this is just far more transparent and allows people to decide how much taxes they want right. to pay based on what they pay for a home.
0: Darren Chapel is always a great pleasure. Appreciate you coming by this morning. No, it's my privilege. We got more coming up. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Hey everybody, we are broadcasting live this morning from Scramblers, and thanks to Barker and Collision and Pyramid Roofing, we're doing a first responders breakfast. So if you are a first responder, come by this morning and get free breakfast until 9 o'clock. It's Friday, which means that it is a day if you have the KSGF app this afternoon, you are going to be privy to the godfather's special that will be good for a couple of hours this evening it usually varies sometimes it's you know a a pricing special on a pizza sometimes it's a free dessert pizza it's been free delivery uh so uh, that around four o'clock this afternoon will pop up if you also go to ksgf.com you can get signed up for a pizza party from godfathers that uh uh, it's just a good time. And there are, of course, four Area Godfather's locations. of Battlefield, Ozark, Springfield, and they do deliver. Any of the show you miss, we do have the on-demand section, ksgf.com. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, 447-KSGF. Tom Arts in the upcoming hour, News in 60 Seconds. I'm Nick Reed.